the activist media maybe swung the election, the left maybe rigged the election, and AOC maybe lost her mind. Just a few theories there for you. Just a couple of them. In case you haven't noticed. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Josiah Evertson. My name is Jeremiah Evertson. And this is The Glorious Rescue. <laughs> yeah, we're using that. Roll the intro. <laughs> Aren't you tired of feeling forced to choose between staying informed and being indoctrinated? Listen to the condensed news cycle without the lies, agendas, and confusion from the mainstream media, all while engaging in deeper discussions about the principles that have influenced our great nation. This is what rescuing America looks like. This is The Glorious Rescue. Welcome back to another episode of The Glorious Rescue. We are excited for you to be here with me, and I'm excited for my brother Jeremiah to be here with me. Just working through the main stories of the day, as always, we're going to get into several stories like I mentioned in the intro. But first, I just want to give you that encouragement to check out our previous episodes. I want to say these last four, five, or six episodes I've been extraordinarily happy with. Probably some of the most excited I've been for episodes. We've done some where there are highlights for the show. We've done some where we've gone through more deeper discussions, some interviews. We've just done a lot of different things and a Q&A, a longer Q&A session. So anyways, I just, I've very much enjoyed these last several episodes and I highly recommend you do so. In fact, one of my favorite data points that I look at in the show is seeing that there are about 30 to 40, sometimes up to 50 new listeners per week. Not saying that we are growing by that amount per week, but that people who have never listened to the show, we have about sometimes close to 50 people every single week who have never listened to the show, listen in. So nevertheless, with that, we're going to get into our first story, which is again, like I mentioned, this whole situation with the election, with the activist media and how they swung the election. So this was according to a recent poll or a recent survey done by the Media Research Center. And they were asking, and in, I guess, conjunction with the polling company, they were researching swing states. They were researching Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, all states that Joe Biden won. And with that, they found some extremely unsettling data points. Some very suspicious data points. <laughs> exactly. And what it goes to show you is that mainstream media, right? Is it mainstream yeah, exactly. I think it's more activist. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I have been trying to get into the habit of using that term. And with that, some of the some of the interesting portions, some of the portions where you see that there really are being swung is that they listed seven or eight different items, items that we think are pretty mainstream. The allegations, the assault allegations against Joe Biden, the financial allegations involving Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, who we know was a risky guy. <laughs> And going back to the left-wing views of Kamala Harris, the economic snapback from the coronavirus recessions, basically the economic recovery, the job and economic growth, the historic peace agreements Trump helped foster between Israel and Arab neighbors, America's energy independence, and also the apparent success of finding a vaccine for COVID. So all of these are true options, right? They are true facts. Right. And yet they gave these eight, nine items, I believe it was, to these individuals, to these Biden voters specifically. And they found that 82%, virtually every single Biden voter, were unaware of these items, at least one of them, that they had never heard of those. These were stories that the mainstream media blocked in many cases and mainstream media would not cover. Exactly. Things that they just weren't aware of. Exactly. And you can see right here, 35% of the voters were unaware, had no idea. A third of people who voted for Joe Biden had no idea about the allegations against him. In fact, 9% of those, of those voters uh, who voted for Joe Biden said they would have switched their vote to Donald Trump. 
had they heard of those allegations. I'll go through a couple of them. The Hunter Biden scandal, 45% of Biden voters, 45% of people who voted for Joe Biden in swing states had no idea, had no recollection of the whole Hunter Biden story. Now, if this was Donald Trump's son, Jemaya, what would have happened? Uh, it would have been all over the news. They wouldn't exactly. have heard the end of it. Exactly. I like, think about it this way. We heard for two and a half years, Russian collusion. Right. It ended up being what? Squat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yet you got, you have a, a, a presidential candidate's son with actual evidence for foreign affairs and collusion and whatnot. And yet 45% of the people who voted for the guy didn't even know it existed. I'm not going to sit here and go through all of the numbers on all these points, but virtually anywhere from like a fourth to a half of Biden voters never heard, never heard about the huge jump in economic growth before the coronavirus, that the economy was doing well. It's not that these people are living under, under a rock. This was very surprising to me because I thought that most people distrusted the media, that most people didn't believe them anyways. And so they're just kind of there doing their own thing. They have their bias. Everyone knows it. But that is not the case. They are actually swinging the election because in these cases, 9.4% said if they would have known about the Hunter Biden scandal, they would have switched their vote for Donald Trump. Not that they would have voted for Joe Biden. And there's all these kinds, all these kinds of data where you can see directly the fact that the media is swinging the election. They came out with a very unsettling conclusion right there that about 6% of Biden voters on average said they would have completely flipped their vote. This is taking in consideration all those items on average, 6% of voters in swing states. That's a lot of, per that's, a, that's a huge percent. And it may sound 6% like a small percent, but when you take the vast majority of Americans, that's a good chunk of them that would have switched their votes. Not only not voted for Biden, but also voted for Donald Trump. So yeah, this is the stuff that like could have swung California. That's how much we're talking because 6% of the people would have switched. That means Biden didn't win any of these, these swing states by like 6%, 7%. Right. That would have been if those voters didn't vote at all for Biden, let alone switched for Trump. That's a 12 point difference. Then look at the states that have a 12 point gap and realize that those states could have been flipped to Trump had it not been for media bias absolutely awful report that we are seeing that the media is rigging the election. I think Jamar wanted to talk briefly about heading over into the election and AG Barr. So uh, we heard AG Barr uh, quite a while ago said that there was no evidence of voter fraud, which is quite interesting. <laughs> the uh, DOJ has done no investigation into voter fraud as of recently, which is, um, it's very upsetting that he would come out and say that, even though there hasn't been an investigation. We know they spent a long, long two years investigating complete squat with um, Trump's Russia collusion. But here we are. Uh, no collusion. Thank you, Barr. Uh, no thank you. We will do our own investigation. That's why Trump has his own legal team going after this. He's not using the DOJ uh, because we know they're not to trust. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. I thought of it this way. You're in high school. Imagine you're in high school and they assign a report, a project, a paper to write, and it's your time to present it. And you get up and say either A, first of all, sorry, unfortunately, we were unable to conduct writing this paper right. because we do not have any information on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point of the paper. The point of the paper or the point of the project was for you to gain the information. Or you say that I did not write this assignment because it was unnecessary. We felt like it was unnecessary and there was not proper evidence put in place for, for us to find it necessary, right? That's the point of it. And yet, yeah, you're exactly right. That is, that's what's happening. And Donald Trump came out with a recent speech, 40, 45 minute speech. We don't have time to go through it, obviously, because of the length where he talked about this. And he talked about, it gave several really huge claims that I'll be honest, I'm more of the factual guy, I tend to side on that factual and rather than 
what I want to happen, but look at it more realistically. But when you make those kinds of claims, like you did in that speech, I highly recommend you go through it. You make those big claims. It's very un, it's very hard for me to believe that you would make those claims unsubstantiated. Like you don't think they're com- going to come to fruition. So for instance, he made the statement that 67 Michigan counties have more registered voters on their rolls than they have voting age citizens, voting age residents and citizens in their state. 67 counties, meaning you have all, you have 67 counties and in those counties, there are more voter age, there are more people on the voter rolls than there are actual voting age citizens. And you got a state like California, what happened with the process in in California, all they did was they sent ballots to every single person who was on the voter roll. Right. And yet you have Michigan who has 67 of their counties who had more people on the rolls than were even eligible to vote. And I'm sure if it was like that in Michigan, it was much worse in California. Right. And all those people somehow voted. That's how you end up with voter turnout. That's 90%, sometimes 105%, 120% because you have that. So that is correct. I'm talking about AG Barr and you mentioned the fact that that's why Trump has his own legal team. One of my favorite things, well, for instance, Barr, here's, here's what his statement was. Today, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. Like you said, they haven't even conducted an, an investigation at all. We talked about this on last episode, which Donald uh, Trump Jr., I actually saw recently, made the statement. So I'm going to claim that he did it because of me, like he copied me. Right. So, I mean, obviously he did. Yeah. Donald Trump if you, or Jr., if you're listening, it's okay. You can use my work. You don't have to cite me or anything. If you want to cite us, though, <laughs> go, go ahead. If yeah. you want to cite, go for it. We would appreciate it. But he said, I said, and so therefore he said that we had that situation with Bubba Wallace where they sent in dozens of federal agents, like FBI agents, to go check out a garage pole, like a garage door. And yet we can't get one single investigation from the DOJ, from the FBI into into the election and possible election fraud. And he would try to he tries to make the statement bar that something along the lines of it, it's not our job because it's specific to certain areas. And some of that is true. But if you remember, Trump's case is that it is wide scale. It is large scale, I should say, widespread and purposeful with the intention of rigging the election. That does fall under the, the DOJ. There's no excuse for that. And so the, the response from Trump's legal team to this report was hilarious. It starts off with all due respect. It's always great when you start something with all due respect, right? With all due respect, Jermaine. That basically means no respect. <laughs> if you have respect. to say that you have all of the respect, that pretty much means no, there's no respect there. With all due respect, you're an idiot, right? <laughs> yeah, so they start off with all due respect to the attorney general. <laughs> I love it. There hasn't been any semblance of a Department of Justice investigation. Any, there, there's no investigation whatsoever. We have gathered ample evidence of illegal voting in at least six states, which they have not examined the FBI, the DOJ. We have many witnesses swearing under oath they saw crimes being committed in connection with voter fraud. As far as we know, not a single one of them has been interviewed by the DOJ. The Justice Department also hasn't audited any voting machines or used their subpoena powers to determine the truth. Again, there are hundreds of investigations out by by actual, by states. There are now lawsuits all over the country from actual citizens, Sidney Powell, from the Trump campaign, right? But there is not and investigations coming from the DOJ, coming from the FBI. We see and no effort at all for them to make any advancements into 
checking out all of the voter fraud. Yeah. No advancements whatsoever. They want to keep their hands out of it. They don't want to take this responsibility. Yeah. And, and they're saying that there is no evidence. They said that A.G. Barr, if I go back to the actual initial statement, he said there is an assertion that there is systemic fraud according um, from the from the machines, that the machines are being used for systemic fraud. And yet the report correctly points out the reply, I should say, from the Trump campaign that the Justice Department hasn't audited any voting machines. How can you make this statement that there is no fraud in the voting machines when you have not investigated a there's single no one? There's no voter fraud. There's no voter fraud. There's no voter fraud. Yeah, you close your eyes. I'll close my ears. There's no voter fraud. For those of you listening on the audio platforms, Jeremiah's closing his eyes and I'm closing my ears. There's no voter fraud, guys. Now, again, we're not saying that there's enough voter fraud, that the election was rigged with the intention of it. We're saying that we should at least find out. We should at least have the DOJ on behalf of the American people trying to decide if we have fair elections in this country. That's pretty important, wouldn't you and say? the American people deserve that. We shouldn't be hemming and hawing around the idea of election fraud. We should be mm-hmm. getting to the facts, see if it's actually a problem. Let's investigate it. Let's not, let's not stand back and close our eyes and pretend it doesn't exist. Exactly. And on top of that, too, I honestly believe, as a Trump voter in this last election, I'll put it out there, that if there were so much systemic accusations coming out, people swearing under oath that they saw what they saw and it was illegal, then I would want a fair, I, I would want a fair hearing. I, I, I honestly truly believe that. Just like if I were a Biden voter in this election, I would want it to be discovered. Again, the only people hiding it really are the activist media, the leftists, right. the le- really far left wings. I, I've talked to many actually liberals that honestly believe, okay, well, I, I think it's kind of far reaching. I don't think it's there. But I want it to be discovered. And I do believe we're past the point of it being swept under the rug, right? With all the allegations now and all of the actual evidence that's being brought up. I just hope that it's to the point of bringing Trump back. We can hope so. We don't necessarily, we can't necessarily make that claim. We will see. We will find out. I truly believe that. And again, going back to affidavits, people sworn under oath. There was a recent video that I wish I could pull up where an individual being questioned by a congressman. I want to say it was in a state legislator and that congressman was basically saying there's no evidence for for systemic voter fraud. And the individual said that may be true, but I swore under oath with the penalty of me lying, going to prison that I saw what I saw and it was illegal. Did you? Did you? And again, I asked Mm, that question to every single one of them. Did they? They didn't. There are thousands, thousands of Americans that have seen what they that claim to see what they see. And many of them have sworn under oath what they've seen, again, with the possibility and the penalty of, if they're lying, of going to prison. So now, this is no surprise, because Jeremiah, is this a honest and, in, and intellectual DOJ? <laughs> Not from what I can see. Yeah, Not it, from what I can see. Exactly. And one of the examples was Russian collusion. Right. Two and a half years of Russian collusion. And now, have we heard of that in the last six months or the last few months since the impeachment? Nothing. Yeah. Now we're on to the next, right? right? Because there was nothing there. Two and a half years, $48 million of our money, our, our, our pockets. I don't have my, my, my wallet in my pocket, but if I did, I'd pull it out. It's empty. It's empty because they spent $48 million, not of my money, but of my money spread out, obviously of taxpayer dollars for absolutely nothing. And yet now they want to save our money to not investigate election fraud. That is possibly widespread, systemic and purposeful with the intention of rigging an election for a particular candidate. Nevertheless, so this is not the honest DOJ or FBI or whatnot. I have been a fan of Barr in the past. This is kind of something that has been frustrating to me, but we'll continue to see as this story goes on. Jeremiah, I think you had something you wanted to get off your chest as we move into AOC. 
I think you mean to say as we move into the newest segment of the Glorious Rescue, we're going to be covering some fashion, uh, <laughs> upcoming fashion trends. So AOC has just dropped her merch. So I, 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 if I'm you... To, I'm trying to think of a segment name. What should we call it? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> like, welcome to the next segment of fashion. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, go for it. Roll it. Basically, AOC has dropped her merch. If you want to get some merch, you can check it out on her website. Um, we've got different mugs. We've got a poster, an AOC poster, um, shirts as well as mm -hmm. sweatshirts, the tax, the rich sweatshirts, very hot, flying off the shelves. You should get some. Really, you should. Um, I will not be getting some. <laughs> Actually, um, why don't we do this? Let's go to an end of show segment of the founding era. Welcome back to another segment of the founding era. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jeremiah, but I felt like this was duly fit because Alexander Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, being the great, adhering to the great principles of the founders, wants right. to drop her merch line because she wants to go back to those principles. Correct. Now I want you to continue on all of that merch. I know you mentioned it, but give us some price range. I mean, we want oh, to support these the principles price. of the right. founding era. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> and um, since her her sweatshirt says, you know, tax the rich, these um, these clothing items, they're really made for the common person. Very, they're cotton. Um, right. Nice, nice and cheap for, right. produ for production to employ good. jobs, right. workers. So they're for you, the person who maybe doesn't have a whole lot of extra money, but I us. want some Let's AOC say us. Let's not say you, us. <laughs> I yeah, obviously that. don't have enough money to spend on AOC merch, but um, her paper poster... Her AOC poster, $25. $25 uh, paper poster. Sweatshirt? Jeremiah, the sweatshirt. I mean, come on. <laughs> sweatshirt, 58 bucks. <laughs> so $60 for a, a tax the rich sweatshirt. Jeremiah, really quickly here. Um, I can't afford the sweatshirt. What do you think about the t-shirt? Can I do a t-shirt? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'm just I mean, if you really want to, go for it. But I can't. I know that's for sure. Yeah, t-shirt, $27. Cotton t-shirt. All cotton, $27 t-shirt. Sweatshirts, $60. Again, saying tax the rich. Because um, that money's going right into AOC's pocket, who already makes uh, 147000 174000 My right. apologies. $174,000 annually right now doing absolutely nothing in Congress. And that is what she's doing, making 174000 plus all the money that she's making off of us buying her $60 t-shirts, her $30, her $60 sweatshirts, her $30 t-shirts. Let's see here. I have a couple of, if you don't believe me, well, I'll pull up a couple pictures right now. <laughs> we're, sw we're swiping through some pictures here, but you'll see here, go to shop.ocasiocortez.com. You don't believe me? Shop.ocasiocortez.com. We're, we're rolling pictures here too. But again, $30 cotton t-shirts, $60 cotton sweatshirts, $25 poster, uh, paper poster, a paper poster. Her coffee mug is another $30, like $27, something like that. Here's my favorite one. She has a cancel student debt t-shirt, $30. Again, like all of her t-shirts, <laughs> fair, low price of $27. And it's cancel student debt. I, I got to point this out. But well, we were just talking about this. What did, what did you say? I actually can't remember what I said. <laughs> no, you're fine. You said you said um, that money, that $27, that $30 right. could um, go a long way to actually paying off your student debt. So taxpayers like us who have to pay your $174,000 salary don't have to also pay your student debt. Listen, AOC, if you want to take the money that's coming in from the cancel student debt t-shirts and put that towards my student, I don't have student debt, but student loans, you know, maybe start paying off some of my college tuition. Hey, go for it, exactly. you know, or you're all for it. Yeah, no, even not your sales, maybe your $174,000 <laughs> pay off your sales there or pay off student debt there. But um, 
yeah, for someone who makes 174 grand a year doing nothing and then has this expensive, uh, obviously it's not like a high-end clothing line, but um, also trying to make fun of the rich when obviously it is really only, I mean, you don't have to be rich to buy those items, but no one in the right mind, really looking at it realistically, who's just financially middle-class is really gonna be buying all this stuff unless you're like this avid supporter, which I guess that's who she's trying to cater to. And again, you're right, going to cancel student debt. Why don't you start taking that money that you are investing into um, these wasted products and these super expensive pieces of garbage <laughs> and um, putting those to your student debt. Nevertheless, obviously we know Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez not being a representative of the people. You're actually more so a representative of that selfish, opinionated, woke, whiny group of individuals who think that their opinions matter to us and try to push that onto us. That is really who you are representative of. Remember, you are making 174 grand and you come from being a bartender, which I'm all for the American dream, right? but you have to show the experience of knowing what you're talking about. And, and she clearly has not done so. Exactly. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Unless you had anything else, you wanted to give a quick word to the listeners. Any recommendation? What episodes do you prefer? You know, what segments do you have for us? I love every segment of the founding era, um, as well as some of the teach the speech. This one? This one has been the best. <laughs> it's been my favorite. You know, maybe if you get some free time this weekend, peruse, uh, shop Ocasio-Cortez or whatever that is. Maybe just see some of the options that she has on the table. Exactly. Um, probably don't buy them, though. <laughs> I mean, if you want, go for it. I know um, a couple of people have already made off knockoffs, like insert woke quotation here or something like that. Anyways, go for it. Also, check out all of the recent episodes. Like I mentioned previously, I want to say the last few episodes, we did a highlight reel. We did a Q&A session. We did an interview specifically with Senator Morrell. We did this episode co-hosted by my brother, Jeremiah Everton. All these episodes, they are new, they're novel. Just trying to bring some extra content, keep it lively, keep it moving. As we move through these episodes, I'm extraordinarily, extraordinarily grateful to all of you as supporters, as listeners. Don't forget to always, always save and share to help us out. If it's an Instagram video, save, share it to even my personal, not the Glorious Rescue account, but to my personal, it always helps. Comment section, go, go free, go wild in the comment section on YouTube or on Instagram and all that. One of my favorite stories that I'll actually mention to you, I know he has, maybe have to do it later, some awesome Instagram comment stories and arguments and stories from those arguments. <laughs> too to many, tell, too many. <laughs> to tell. But one of the most recent ones is the comment section on one of my recent posts. And they, some people like really try to blow it up. And needless to say, they didn't do so well. And the next morning I came up, I came back after I had wrecked them and all the comments were gone. They had deleted their original comments. So all my replies Aww. wrecking them were completely gone. It was sad. It was unfortunate, especially because maybe next time we'll screenshot them and then we'll maybe display some on the podcast. I, I did follow the person. <laughs> I did follow the person to help him out because I wanted to help him out. Nevertheless, Good we man. will be back here on with all of the latest. Thank you so much as always for listening. I'm Josiah Everton. And this is the Glorious Rescue. No, 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 no. I'm Josiah Everton. <laughs> my name is Jeremiah Everton. And this is the Glorious Rescue. <laughs>